How's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we are back with our, um, what, what, what is this category again? 90s horror villains. C-grade horror. What? Man, I think we had some debate on the last episode about <laughs> C and B <laughs> horror. I know. Unresolved, I might add. I kind of feel like it almost came to blows. I mean, <laughs> we're all over the place on it. You know, you never know who's going to say what. Maybe the listeners can help us figure it out. Because we never will. <laughs> yes, please do. But our first movie was what? Leprechaun? Unintentionally Leprechaun, I think. Yeah, we were going to start off with it was just a one-off, but then at the end, we were talking about Wishmaster so much that <laughs> we kind of turned it into its own category. Yeah, you you were like, I want to watch Wishmaster. <laughs> so we made your wish come true. Oh, jeez. So yeah, we watched Wishmaster. Just some kind of background information on it. It was released in 1997. It was directed by Robert Kurtzman, who is involved with some makeup department stuff on like From Dusk Till Dawn, Gerald's Game, Haunting of Hill House. Um, that's like what he's known for on IMDb. But on IMDb, as a 5.8 out of 10 um, user score. It does not have a Metacritic score on there. But if we go over to Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 23% tomato meter, a 38% audience score. And, um, well, it follows this character who's a djinn. I guess he's kind of a demon, too. His whole goal is to grant, um, like, its owner three wishes, which will allow him to, I don't know, make the end of the world. It's not super clear, I think. I think he gets set free and then is able to do whatever he wants after that. He becomes, like, some kind of deity, I think, is his whole deal. He can open a portal to the other world and bring forth all of his race. Oh, right. That's the big problem, is that we don't want the other djinn getting in here. Man, that'd be annoying. Just walking down the street and like three gin just come up to you like, hey, you a little toasty today. Don't you wish it was a little cooler? Hey, are you a little hungry? Come over here, man. Get out of here, you gin. I don't want to talk to you. Hey, because I'm walking here. Anyways, Wishmaster has four movies in his series spanning from 1997 to 2002 with Wishmaster 4. And uh, that's kind of the end of it. This movie stars um, Tammy Lauren as the main character, and it also has Robert England in it and Andrew DeVoff as the Jin. Yeah. I, I guess, what, what do you guys think of Wishmaster? I know that Terry Fox and I have seen this before, so I'm kind of curious what you think, Dan. All right, so I liked it. Um, I'm not sure yet if I liked it. It more or less than the Leprechaun movie. It's definitely a better movie than Leprechaun is, but it's also a lot more mean spirited, whereas Leprechaun's just really funny and fun to watch. So it's kind of like you got to be in the right mood, I guess, for Wishmaster. But something that really impressed me was the practical effects in this movie. I was not expecting them, and they were really, really good consistently throughout the film. So I really enjoyed seeing all of that. Yeah, it's almost Hellraiser-esque, these effects. It's intense, especially that beginning. Man, it's just <laughs> weird, like, stomach monsters crawling out of people, people turning into crocodiles. 
skeletons ripping out of flesh. Oh, it's gnarly. It is gnarly. <laughs> I was not expecting it, but it was pretty cool. Then they ruin it with the CGI skeleton. It's so metal, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think back in our like college radio days, we we did kind of like a B horror movie villain um, like series, and we did Wishmaster Pumpkinhead, and I I don't remember who the other one we did was Phantasm. I, I think it was Phantasm, yeah, but. Uh, we were talking like, so Pumpkinhead, that director was involved in like the special effects. And we were talking like how if you have a person who's involved in, say, makeup or special effects, it's interesting to see how their movie revolves around that. You know, if they're the director, that's what they know. So like in this movie, the special effects stand out a ton. Practical effects and makeup. Yeah, we're all awesome. I also loved Andrew Devoff. Is that how you say it? As the gin, that dude was great. He was hamming it up big time, and it was awesome. He's so fun to watch. Oh, man. <laughs> Just the way he talks and the way he, like, smiles, his facial expressions and stuff. He's so creepy. <laughs> yep. I was like, quit getting your makeup gin on here. Get Andy yeah, Devoff back on screen. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, yeah, usually in like a horror movie, you want the monster more. And it's always kind of annoying when the human is just, you know, it's an obvious excuse. So the person doesn't have to put makeup on all the time. Kind of like X-Men mystique, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in this one, it's like I want Andrew Duvall more than I want the gin most of the time. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy's awesome. And the gin just looks weird, too. So he looks cool sometimes. And he also looks very clunky other times. So, yeah, he looks like a like an insect. He has an exoskeleton and like nasty little slimy, twitchy appendages. You know, I'll throw out there, I, I do like how gnarly this movie gets sometimes. You know, you don't go into this expecting like a gore porn kind of thing, but it gets pretty wicked occasionally. That it does. And I'm all for that. So, Terry and I have seen all four movies, and I like the way that the gin looks as a, in his gin form the most in the fourth movie. Like, it's a different gin, but his makeup and stuff, I think, looks the best in that movie. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think, Terry? I honestly don't remember if it looked that different or not. I remember liking the fourth movie more than I expected to, but I can't remember, like, the key differences, really, actually, so... So, maybe we'll just run this down real quick. Like, this first movie is Wishmaster, you know, like, you get introduced to him. Second movie, the Wishmaster goes to prison. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he goes to prison, he deals with, like, mob bosses. The third movie, he goes to college. Yeah, and this, this is when they replace the, the main actor with somebody else, and it does not work nearly as well. It's bad. Oh, man. Yeah, Wishmaster 3 is a bad movie and then wishmaster 4 is like surprisingly pretty good yeah it's a weird movie i'll give you that it's a weird unexpected movie it's almost a love story yeah it's a different gin right it's not supposed to be the same guy i don't think so but like he falls in love with his host who brings him into the world and so like he's trying to win her over but then there's also some like <laughs> ancient Jin Hunter who comes to the future and they have like a duel with swords in like some public park. Oh god. I mean, where else would you have a sword duel besides a public park? <laughs> if college has taught me anything, it's that we always practice the way of the blade in a public place. <laughs> but uh, that's just 
the quick recap of like all the movies where they go, you know, without spoiling anything. So yeah, Andrew Devoff is only in the first two movies, so they have a different person in three and four. Yep. He was great. I wanted more of him in it. <laughs> and I, I think the main actress is a pretty decent main character, I guess. She's all right. I mean, I don't love her, but... She does okay in my book. So, like, if we're comparing the characters in Wishmaster to, like, Leprechaun... Oh, they're much better in this. <laughs> yeah, she does a way better job as a character, you know, like, with motivations and actual emotions and stuff than what happens in Leprechaun. I would almost say she's not as entertaining, though, as... Um, Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, I just kind of liked her over the top. Which seems like a super unfair like bar for any actress ever but <laughs> i'm not saying jennifer aniston did a great job in leprechaun but i think she did a more like cheesy entertaining kind of stereotypical job that i kind of liked better definitely was cheesier yeah i guess kind of depends do you want like a character who's like paper thin i guess you know like there's not much depth to that character or do you want some depth to the character in your like beam <laughs> horror movie i think if it's done well i'll take the depth but i don't necessarily think it was done all that great in this movie either so yeah i mean for me the depth is definitely like an optional part of like a b horror <laughs> film when i watched this one i totally forgot about her backstory and her weird character arc i guess the whole like fire thing yeah, where she kind of just spells it all out for us and some exposition and then kind of, yeah, learns to like clear her head, I guess. Is that what she learns to do in the end? I don't... <laughs> you gotta breathe. Stillness. Stillness, yes. So we said, you know, you watch Leprechaun for Leprechaun and Warwick Davis. I mean, you, you don't watch Wishmaster for the uh, main character. What What's her name? Alexandra? Yeah, Alex. Like, you don't watch it for her. Nobody cares about her in the long run. You care about the Wishmaster. And the gore. Yeah, yeah. And it's really good in this, and I was not expecting it. That made my day. Yeah, he definitely carries the movie. Just like Warwick Davis carries Leprechaun, this guy carries Wishmaster. I'll say, I'm curious. So, Terry, you've seen all Leprechaun movies, so you probably feel, like, attached to Leprechaun as a character. Yes. Like, I feel attached to Wishmaster as a character. So, who do you, who do you prefer out of this? I'm just curious. That's a good question. I think Dan's on to something about kind of what mood I'm in. Because watching this again, it reminded me how much I do love Wishmaster. I'm going to go with Warwick Davis for now, just because in a ratio, he's got a more consistent filmography, I guess, which is weird to say about Leprechaun movies, but... <laughs> I'm not sure that's how I would personally describe Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was to like, you know, watch them all... I think I would have a more fun time with Leprechaun than Wishmaster. So I'm going to go with Leprechaun for now, just because I'm leaning with the heart, I guess, a little bit. That's the way you got to do it. I will say, like, Leprechaun is more of a fun movie than Wishmaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you can tell that Warwick Davis is having a blast being the Leprechaun, whereas Wishmaster tries to come off more serious, I feel like. Until the script can't handle it, and they just stick an F.U. in there. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't beat him, 
Burn them, baby. <laughs> See, what moments like that are what really make Wishmaster for me is when he suddenly picks up modern slang and starts <laughs> cussing and saying baby and by the by. <laughs> like, stuff like that it really cracks me up whenever he does that. It sounds like an old guy who doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> Trying to be hip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I like wishmaster yeah is exactly that the weird goofy lines he says on like every movie i think wishmaster gets a little more creative you know with the whole wishing and the kills and stuff i don't know jumping on a pogo stick to kill a man's a pretty creative way to do it then again i do like the skeleton ripping itself out of a person it's so metal it's awesome (laughs) it is yeah i think I'm trying to think later in this. It gets, Leprechaun gets kind of weird later on too. I don't know. I, I think it does just depend on my mood. I have kind of a, an affection for both series. Yeah, I think it really depends. I don't know. It's like Leprechaun, so is each movie directed by somebody different? Yes, yes. So like that's the same with Wishmaster. Like Wishmaster 3 is complete trash, I feel like. Like it's bad. Like there's a few things that are kind of interesting, but the director completely completely missed you know like the charm of wishmaster in that i don't know if leprechaun has that or all because i've only seen one two and three and each one of those have you know like warwick davis in it i feel like the only one that really didn't understand the leprechaun was leprechaun origins and that is when they replaced warwick davis and it was a wwe movie and it just turned into this really bad, like serious take on what if a leprechaun was real? He's like a weird growling, doesn't speak monster. I feel like the dialogue is like half the fun of the leprechaun. So the dialogue and script in Wishmaster is complete trash. So oh. um, yeah, it feels <laughs> like it's been wrote by like a high schooler. And it's like they can't think of clever things to say. So they just throw in an fu or something uh, all the time but that's arguably what gives the actual wishmaster part of his charm because he's saying these stupid things <laughs> and he's got that that dumb smile on his face with that like diabolical look all at the same time and it just contributes to the, the goofiness of the character, and it's great. My question then is, um, do you guys think that they purposefully wrote the script this way, or do you think it was just whoever was writing it was super inadequate and not up to the task, and then just the actors kind of ran with it and it worked out in the end? I mean, you know, I'll throw out that this is one of those times where I genuinely do not know. I would like to think it was their plan, but I feel like it's just as likely that it was some inept writer who was not prepared to handle this film. Yeah, I can't tell either. I don't know. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, I don't know. I can't tell. There's like not enough information in this movie to like sway me to either side of whether this guy was like a B-movie horror enthusiast or just didn't know what to do. Well, let's let's look at his known for writing credits on IMDb. Oh, we have no. Hellraiser 2 Hellbound. Ooh. 
That's one of the better ones. I like that one. The live action Fist of the North Star. Uh, mm, I don't know about this. Uh, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Oh, uh, that's a bad one. Okay. And Hellraiser Bloodline. Oh, that's the one where they go to space. That is. But yeah, so there's there's what he's known for. Does that sway any opinions? <laughs> no. I have no idea, honestly. Well, I think he wanted this to be serious but <laughs> it kind of goes back to that question i personally i think that he did just a terrible job uh, it wasn't up to the task and that the actors and actresses just made it work well whatever happened i liked the result it, it all turned out pretty good i feel like this movie you know kind of falls into what i was saying about our zombie category we're like the concept is so ridiculous like a gin who shows up like you can't make a <laughs> horror movie about a gin you know well you say that but <laughs> here we are <laughs> <laughs> there's four of them i mean like they don't give this idea to somebody who's like Stanley Kubrick or, you know, Denis Villeneuve, you know, like they give this to somebody who, you know, doesn't have any other directing experience or writing experience or something. They're like, all right, this is the concept. Give us a movie here. I feel like I'm just, you know, spitballing here. That's what it feels like to me. And this feels like a movie that a lot of people don't have experience with these kind of movies like got given to them, I guess. I don't know. Does do you guys feel like that at all? As this director's like a, he's probably done a ton of makeup for horror movies. If I was to guess, I feel like he's in the industry. Yeah, he's done a lot. Not directed, but he's done makeup and practical effects for a lot of movies. I feel like they're testing the waters, and like the practical effects stand out. Yeah, I mean, this is a safe like project to give a first time person probably because it's such a dumb idea and it's like, well <laughs> there's, we don't have much it's like a low kind of low budget thing you know and it's kind of we're not gonna lose too much out of it anyways probably here just just shoot for the stars and <laughs> hope you hit something i guess well i mean like all these you know horror b movie things i feel like they give them a super low budget because with horror movies i mean Anybody will watch it. We're watching it. <laughs> I own the collection. <laughs> but I mean, he, Wishmaster obviously has a following of some sort. However small it may be. He got four movies out of it, you know. Maybe it's not as big as Leprechaun because those movies are still going. I want this series to come back because I think if they just recast Andrew DeVolf, then... I think they'll just be in the gold. How can they go wrong? Oh, yeah, definitely. Just bring them back. I don't care if they do a reboot, if they do like a, like, I don't know, old man gin movie or something. <laughs> what? Old man Wishmaster. What, like Logan, <laughs> but it's Wishmaster? Yeah. I don't know. You could do anything. Like we were saying, you know, I think on Leprechaun, like the the rights to this movie can't be that expensive, you know? It's, it's Wishmaster. When was the last one? 2002 was... <laughs> Wishmaster 4. If you watch it, it honestly feels like something you'd see on sci-fi at like 10 p.m., you know? Hey, sci-fi bought the leprechauns, right? So maybe they'll buy up uh, Wishmaster. I'd be okay with this. Do it. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll watch 
watch it. I just want some life back in this series. Dang it. I've got a question. I feel like we all have some kind of like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to say love, but like some kind of, I, I don't know exactly what I'm looking for. Something for the Wishmaster as a character. You know, like appreciation. Yeah. Appreciation for the Wishmaster's character. Like, why Why do you guys appreciate the Wishmaster? Like, why is that? I, I want to hear. Because he has awesome modern day slang thrown in with his bizarre pseudo old timey speech from ancient Persia. <laughs> that line, if you can't beat him, burn him, baby, is always going to be one of my favorite movie lines. Yeah. All right. I just like the way he interacts with everybody in his constantly trying to swindle people into getting wishes and he's so like laid back with these wishing rules and it's so obvious what he's trying to do like if some guy came up to me and talked to me like that i'd immediately be suspicious (laughs) (laughs) it just cracks me up the way he approaches these wishes that's that's the same for me terry i just love how manipulative he is and trying to get people to wish for something he just goes up and asks them outright and then if that doesn't doesn't work. He just <laughs> kind of talks around them in a circle and gets them to say, I wish something or whatever would happen. And he gets so excited and he's like, granted or yeah. careful what you wish for. He doesn't even wait for them to say, I wish. Sometimes he'll just take a yes. Like, wouldn't it be nice if you lived forever? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, hey, hey got him. And then <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a wish? That combined with what Fox was saying about just the the goofy dialogue or whatever they give them. <laughs> it's just it's it's so I don't know, it's so unique in not necessarily a good way, but it, <laughs> oh. it, it's so it's so unique and so funny just to see it all happen. It just is great. And then of course Andrew's mannerisms and his expressions he gives when he's playing Wishmaster. It's just, it combines into the perfect storm of ridiculousness. It's so funny. (laughs) I know, Dan, you mentioned Jason Voorhees as an A-lister earlier, but like you take Jason's character and all he does is like show up at a hockey match and like cut up, you know, like teenagers having sex at a camp somewhere you know he's he's like you know i would say a one-dimensional horror villain like all he does is kill people whereas wishmaster has charmed him because he has some character you can tell he's actually having fun with what he does and he's like just out there messing with people who are wishing for stuff so i i feel like that gives him some character over you know jason Voorhees, you know some michael myers maybe because like michael myers is scary and terrifying in a certain aspect you know like he stalks people you can't kill him but like wishmaster is going to manipulate you and mess with you and it it's it's kind of refreshing to see that character in a horror movie villain because the ones who are big are kind of one-dimensional most of the time i get i get what you're saying and yeah i think jason's a-lister solely because of the popularity of the character and like how he's managed to stick around in the public consciousness even though all of his movies are trash, <laughs> pretty much. And it's been a while since we had a movie from 
the Friday the Thirteenth series. So well, he's recognizable compared to Wishmaster. He's very iconic. Yeah, his look, I think. But that 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 kind of plays in because it's like, yeah, I think if people watched Wishmaster more, they might he might have a bigger cult following, I guess. But I don't know if it would ever transcend Jason Voorhees and be as popular as that character. Not. 100% sure why. Maybe it's just the amount of movies or that Jason has compared to Wishmaster. Maybe it's because he was more widely known when he came out, I guess. so. If I was going to recommend, you know, like Wishmaster to people, you know, like it's... There's very few people who I would probably actually, you know, recommend Wishmaster movies to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it's people like us who would be able to appreciate, you know, like the difference in the Wishmaster character compared to like Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. Whereas like, I know a lot of people who, you know, love the Halloween movies and the Jason as a character who I would not recommend Wishmaster too, because I know that they would be like, what is this crap? This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like they wouldn't be able to appreciate that charm that the Wishmaster character has. Do you think also it takes like a little bit more knowledge in the film industry and how films are made to appreciate bad movies. I don't know. I think it does. Because that could be, well, Friday the 13th movies are trash too, but I mean, they've got more of the recognizable horror elements in them, whereas Wishmaster doesn't have those. Like Friday the 13th, you got your teenagers, you got the sex, you got the blood and the gore, you got the jump scares and the loud noises. Whereas Wishmaster, you have this goofy dude <laughs> emoting and walking around <laughs> twisting people's wishes. It's not the traditional horror film or whatever. Main audiences aren't, I don't think, will gravitate toward it as much. Whereas people like us who really enjoy discussing and deconstructing films and have a greater appreciation for filmmaking in general we can kind of look past a lot of that for me personally like i love movies that make me feel like crap i love watching these movies and it's kind of refreshing to see a movie like wishmaster every once in a while you know to kind of cleanse me of that to where this movie I can just look at it and be like, this is a crap movie, but I absolutely love the Wishmaster character or the Leprechaun character because, you know, it's so low effort compared to, say, <laughs> you know, you watch a Denis Villeneuve film like Prisoners, where that movie will mess you up after you watch it and it sticks with you. But then you can watch, you know, Wishmaster and just, you know, completely like, zone out and say oh, dude the wishmaster is awesome and i can quote him while i'm playing video games with my friends you know <laughs> i think it's good to yeah, refresh your palate every once in a while with something a little low grade i do that every well i do that a lot actually but um, <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say yeah say tv you're like the uh the king of the quote quote low grade <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i watch a lot of yeah low grade movies but it just makes the really good movies that much better you gotta remember what it could be like i think it's the thing like i've heard you know like the room like if you've seen a lot of movies you'll appreciate the room a lot more like i've never seen it but i like know what it is we really have to watch it sometime you know i feel like we would like that movie just because we'd go into it 
you know, not expecting Stanley Kubrick, not expecting Christopher Nolan, not expecting Denis Villeneuve. We'd go into it expecting, you know, to just be entertained by some crap movie. Yeah, it might be like a sense of humor style thing, too, maybe. I don't know what, what it is that makes a bad movie good. But I think there's a whole documentary about this. It's called Good Bad Movie. I think it might be about... Is it, It's either about The Room or it's about Troll 2. But I think they kind of go into it a little bit. I want to watch it. I have not seen it. Yeah, I want to watch that too. So I'm I'm curious now. This whole genre exists like there's how how many Leprechaun movies for a reason. There's you know four Wishmasters for a reason. The Room has like you know a following for a reason. It's definitely not for everybody, but that's why the budgets are so low too. Is because <laughs> they know it's not going to reach everyone, but they'll reach enough. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's about spirits. You know, if it feels like the people making the film believed in it and had a good time making it, people are going to like it. Whereas if it's some major blockbuster and it feels like it was a quick money grab, eh, you know, I probably will be forgotten in a couple of years. Yeah, that could be because movies like giant. Shark versus tentacle squid. Like, those are terrible. And I know they're made to be goofy and over the top, but it just doesn't feel the same as something like Wishmaster or Leprechaun. Well, I think part of it kind of going back to um, we watch a ton of movies. It's like one of our main hobbies. And we've seen so many, and we know a lot about how the process works. That seeing movies that fail at the process, we can kind of laugh at it because we we understand what went wrong and things like that. Whereas to a casual audience, they might not get that humorous aspect of it because they don't understand the process or they don't see as many movies as we do. They want to go and see something that they're going to like and then they get this trash film and they're like, why did I waste money on this crap? Whereas us, we've seen so many movies and we know kind of how the process works. We can just laugh at the mistakes essentially and move on. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if a director feels like they're staying true to their artistic vision and doing what they want to do and the actors feel like they are being a character and genuinely performing as an actor, it makes a good B movie. You know, I feel like budget ultimately is what makes an A movie or a B movie. And if the enthusiasm is there in a B movie, it's what makes it a good B movie. That's true. I mean, I absolutely love Wishmaster. Like, Wishmaster will always be with me, like the character. Like, if they made more Wishmaster movies, I would definitely go watch it just to see what they did, you know? Yeah, at this point, we're uh, we're kind of committed to it, I think. Yeah, you me, Terry. We've seen all of them. <laughs> yeah, I think we spent a weekend where we were like, you know, let's just order a pizza and watch the rest of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and we did that. And you know what? It was worth it for the most part. So I guess, does anybody else have anything, you know, like pressing to say about Wishmaster or should we go into overall presentation? I don't know. I feel like we... We've talked about Wishmaster, but we also haven't. It's a weird, like, we've talked around it, but... I feel like it's almost (laughs) fitting for the film, you know? We talked about what we liked, which was the Wishmaster, and then... (laughs) Everything else is junk, except the practical effects. Those are not junk. Those are awesome. So our scale is from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order from lowest to highest so for an overall presentation of this movie i've been thinking about this all day how i'm going to rate this on our scale because like to be honest on imdb i have this movie at a four out of ten but (laughs) 
I love the Wishmaster. I mean, we have a weird scale. <laughs> How dare you, sir? It's a perfect scale. Finely tuned. It's weird. Like, you know, I think I've said this before. Which, like, I'll recommend this movie to a certain, you know, crowd. Like, if you enjoy watching crappy movies, you're probably going to love the Wishmaster. And... Honestly, on IMDb, I have this out of 4 out of 10 because, you know, I can't give it a higher score out of a 10 when I'm comparing it to movies, you know, like Denis Villeneuve, you know, Stanley Kubrick movies. Like, this movie for having a 4 out of 10 is actually kind of high, I think, honestly. But I love the Wishmaster as a character, and he's the only reason this movie, you know, is... Kind of, I guess, special to me because I love the Wishmaster. I love quoting the stuff he says, and so I'm gonna have to give it a, a watch it for me. But it's for like a very specific crowd because I know a lot of people who would absolutely hate this movie. But for me, I love the Wishmaster. The Wishmaster is awesome. You know, I'm, I'm a lot along the lines of what Mad Mike has said. I, uh, I'm wary to use the term crappy for these just because, again, I, I, I firmly believe that the difference between an A film and a B film is the budget. And if these guys had had a higher budget, maybe it could have been an A horror, but still be funny. I don't know. But <laughs> I feel like our kind of um, tangent into just the uh, broad topic of B-horror in itself is, I mean, is a good review of this movie because it is a great example of when B-horror is done well. And because of that, I would give it a watch it. You know, I couldn't in good faith, like, say, like, somebody should go buy this. Like, I would totally buy this. But the general populace, I mean, (laughs) you know, yeah, the four of us. Yeah, absolutely. Boys, buy this film, buy the collector's film. TV's got it. It's got a super wicked looking case but it does (laughs) i I could not in good faith just tell anybody you know if i don't know your taste in film to go purchase this one but i would say if it's your first foray into b horror for some weird reason this is the one to do it on it's a great movie definitely give it a watch bruise or no bruise either way it'll be fun so watch it from fox yeah, I guess you've kind of tipped my uh, <laughs> the reality of the situation. I do, in fact, own this movie. I did buy it, um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I would necessarily tell other people to buy it. It's one of those weird items that is on my watch list for a while where like, man, I just hope they release this in a collector set on Blu-ray. And then one day they popped up and then I was like, all right, I have to. Anyways, uh, this movie is ridiculous, but in all the right ways. Wishmaster's awesome. The actor who plays him really just does carry this movie. It's got enough goofiness, enough charm. It's very creative. The effects are really good, almost Hellraiser-esque. Some of them are almost gross, like, oh, God, that's gnarly. Kind of catches you off guard almost how good they are. And then, yeah, some of the, the main characters, the hero, I guess you would call her, she's not the greatest, but there's a lot of fun cameos to kind of keep you invested, too. This is a tricky one. I would agree with Mike and Fox that I don't know if I would necessarily tell anybody to buy it, even if I own it myself. I'll give it a watch it. <laughs> I like it. It's good. You sh- everyone should just try to watch it once. If you watch the first one, you'll know if this is the type of movie for you or not. You'll probably know in the first 20 minutes. So I was pretty excited to watch this since it was talked up. 
pretty big from you guys, and it did not disappoint. <laughs> I got exactly <laughs> what I expected out of it, and then some because I was not expecting the awesome practical effects on this film. Like, I am not going to forget the skeleton coming out of the dude's skin, like, forever. That is an awesome effect. And I loved it because I like really creative and cool gore in movies. <laughs> so I got a little bit more than I was expecting out of this one. And yeah, we've, we've talked extensively about B-movies and how you got to be in the right mood to watch it. And you got to have a certain appreciation for film and that style of movie to even want to watch it in the first place. Yeah, this movie's a trash film. It's not good. Except for the Wishmaster and the practical effects. So if you like practical effects, I'd say it's probably worth a watch just to see what they do. Yeah, if you like B-movies, this is definitely a watch it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a watch it, I think, just because of the strength of the <laughs> Wishmaster character and the strength of the practical effects kind of carries it through in the end. Awesome. So that comes across as a, a watch it from all of us, right? Yep. But with, you know, like... Lots of caveat. Yeah, the caveat <laughs> that um, it's, it's a B-movie. Yeah, I think it's pretty fun to, you know, watch the first Wishmaster and then just, you know, go through the rest of them just to see what happens. And it, it's one of those unique movies that you can do that with pretty easily, like in a weekend. Like if you did that with Hellraiser, I mean... I feel like you'd be pulling teeth with some of them you watch. <laughs> yeah. After two. After two, you'd be pulling teeth. <laughs> and that's not good. That is not a good thing. <laughs> I'd be running out of teeth after a while. <laughs> Dan, are you going to watch the rest of these movies? Like I said with the Leprechaun films, I would love to have a marathon session of Leprechaun and I would love to marathon the Wishmaster movies, too. Honestly, <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. Order a pizza, you know, on like Friday, start at 6 p.m. And just, I mean, you'll be done before midnight. So we did Wishmaster. What are we doing next week? Scream. Ghostface. I think we would be remiss if we missed out on the iconic 90s horror icon. I mean... <laughs> he is the 90s horror icon, probably. He, I think, defines a, a generation almost in terms of horror. He may have saved the genre from self-destruction in the 90s. <laughs> I think we'll get into it, but I'm interested to see how we, you know, like talk about this because scream is a lot different villain from you know the monsters that we have with wishmaster and leprechaun oh yeah definitely be sure to tune into that you know for next week if you the listeners have any movies that you think we might have missed in the 90s maybe some big horror villains just some decent horror movies even you can let us know on run the real at facebook on twitter you can even email us at run the real podcast at gmail.com we want to know what you think about 90s horror movies yeah please do i mean we all love watching horror movies here and we have like a soft spot for b horror movies yes. you know so please let us know what you think yeah otherwise i think this is uh run the real signing off thanks for listening to us tonight we really appreciate it mm -hmm.